On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we talk about a sneaky song about a terrible deed. We also talk about a song that rationalizes and minimizes when it needs to just come clean. We also talk about the best way to take a padlock off a Florida warehouse. So sit back and enjoy our episode on 38 Specials Second Chance. One of the great things about recording a podcast is our opportunity to mess things up so, so consistently and then go back and give it another recording and give it another chance. Second chances and third chances are so important in podcasting. I would say a lot of our episodes are on eighth and ninth chances even. Fair enough. Now, can a mistake in podcasting be compared to a infidelity in a relationship. No, there was that one time when I started another podcast with another person, but I I swear, Bill, that podcast meant nothing to me. Was that just the one time when I came into the Winchester and found you with that other podcaster all over the computer and speaking, or was this a common thing? Well, what do you want to hear, the truth or what you want to hear? Well, this jumps right into the theme of what this song is all about. 38 Specials, Second Chance. This song was actually a request from two of oh, our really? listeners. Yeah. Oh, wow. So our friend Rich yep. from Ancaster, he sent a message in October last year oh, saying, okay. I hope things are going well for you. Have you and Frank thought of doing 38 special? Just heard this heart needs a second chance. Good tune! Exclamation point. <laughs> and then when I was driving my brother home from the airport, Last month, uh, he and his wife both said, we have a song that you should do on the podcast. It's by 38 Special. And I said, oh, a heart needs a second chance. They said, yeah, that's the one. And so I asked Dave to send us a request via audio so we could uh, play it here. So here it is. Hi, Bill and Frank. So why did I recommend this song? For me, it's all about the music. I remember I would listen to this song when I was isolated working in northern Canada. Sometimes I'd be stressed and I'd go through my de-stress routine that involved watching Rain Man. That has those, uh, that relaxing theme music with the drums. Then I'd lie down and listen to this song. Like uh, laying in one of those sensory pools, I imagine. Anyway, the song is just incredible. So two requests for the song, that's, I think, are those our first real requests? We've had many, but those are the first we've acknowledged. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. Everyone who listens, we do take requests and we do honor the requests. And we hope you feel like you're also in a sensory pool when you listen to our podcast. <laughs> I had an interesting weekend. I went to a reunion for the school I worked at for the first 10 years of my career. Mm-hmm. And 
it was kind of mixed feelings going into the place because I kind of felt guilty when I left the job. You feel kind of like you're abandoning your fellow staff and then you go to a new place and all these sorts of things. And I met these students there and it was good. Saturday night, I went to sleep and I had the worst sleep. It wasn't as though I wasn't asleep. It was that the dreams were so vivid that they actually took away my rest. And in my dreams, I was actually trying to teach at the current school I was at, but somehow found myself trapped in my old high school that I used to teach at. Yeah, yeah. And so what happened in the dream was I was telling everyone, I got to go teach calculus at my other school. And they're saying, "Why, why are you leaving? Bill, why are you leaving? You don't have to leave. Yes, I have to leave. I have to go teach so i'd go to the door that was in the room i was in i opened the door and it didn't lead to the hallway it led to the gym where all these kids are running together and actually almost running into me and so i i find another door i open that door i end up in another room that's not the hallway and every time i would open up a door it led to another room and i couldn't escape now the reason i'm telling you this is i was talking to my current staff about this and i said i thought about calling my therapist to discuss what does this mean and then i realized anyone could tell me what this means this means i feel guilty for leaving my other job and i'm still working through it so similarly although this feels like a stretch. I wanted to reach out to friends of ours who are therapists and counselors to try to look over the lyrics of this song and tell me if they think that this represents a healthy way of dealing with infidelity. Yeah. And I realized, similar to the dream, you probably just need to have a grade six education to be able to read through this. (laughs) This is a song that's, you listen to it and it sounds sweet and heartfelt until you actually read through the lyrics. And one of the great things about this podcast, well, besides us, would be the fact that I am now reading the lyrics and understanding what they're saying, or trying to understand what they're saying anyways. And there are so many songs that I got the idea of it completely wrong, like so wrong. I always knew this song. And actually, before you suggested we did this song, I kept Googling some of the lyrics that I knew from the song, but I didn't know what the name of the song was. I Googled, please forgive me and forget it. I was wrong and I admit it. Those were the only real lyrics that I could think of at the time. And it gave me all sorts of other different songs. And then you come and play the song and just like, that's the song I was thinking of. That's the song I want to do. And I was super pumped about like a second chance song, but then figuring or reading through and it's, it's about infidelity and we'll we'll talk about it with the lyrics and everything but it's not very positive it's a sneaky song and i'd say it's sneaky because the music is so calming like my brother said yeah you know it, it kind of puts you at ease and it kind of triggers memories of other songs you have every breath you take by the police i think of drive by the cars too okay yeah yeah sarah by starship yeah and i actually think of moody blues wildest dreams those are all the sort of songs I think of, and they have this sort of... Uh, Sonically, they, they feel similar. Yeah, and kind of similarly, there's some bands that are getting a bit older uh, that are able to do this. Yeah. And so, um, did you watch the video? Yes. Yeah, yeah. These guys look really old to me, <laughs> but I realize we're 10 years older than they are. It's, oh, really? Yeah, I'm still trying to process oh, this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is kind of an ongoing theme on our podcast where we're realizing we're older than the people we sing about who we think are old. yeah. So 38 Special, and this song is completely different from everything else that they do. They would be sort of classified as Southern rock or blues rock, more so than than balladier type of song like this is. They started back in the 70s and was started by Donnie Van Zandt, who 
is the younger brother of Ronnie Van Zand, who is one of the founding members of Leonard Skinner. So there's the similarity there with the this uh, the style of music that that both bands play. And so you have their hits that are often played on kind of rock radio, rock, classic yeah. rock radio, and and they just are so divorced from this sound. Yes. I sort of use the word divorced because it's kind of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's apt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't apologize. I use divorce because it's apt. So your main two, I think, are Donnie Van Zant and Don Barnes. And you also have Jeff Carlisi and some other members. I apologize for not naming all the members, but for our purposes. Most of those guys are gone by the time Second Chance comes out. That's anyways. right, because Don Barnes leaves. Yep. He has rejected a demo that was put forward by Jeff Carlisi, who is the guitarist? Is he a guitarist? Uh, yes, yep. And I have it written down here. It was a um, song called I Never Wanted Anyone Else But You, and it was uh, something Don Barnes felt wasn't a 38 special song. No, and he's right, because it doesn't fit the rest of their catalog. And it certainly doesn't fit... The name of the band, because 38 Special has a very bizarre... Uh, Origin it, story? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize this until I looked it up, but can you give us a bit of a background on how that name came about? Yeah, so, and I'm just reading this right off the Wikipedia page. So the band forms and they, uh, they're they in this warehouse practicing and there was a noise complaint. The cops show up. They're in the they're in the warehouse and the band can't come out the door because it's locked by a padlock. So the, the cops are telling them to come out. They can't. And the cop says, the one of the cops says, that's all right. We'll let this 38 special do the talking and shot the lock off. And the 38 special is uh, the 38 Smith and Wesson special that has a 9 by 29 millimeter R uh, cartridge. Oh, well, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, me too. Okay, so before we've, I know that was a bit of a tangent, but it's such a bizarre reason to name a band that. It's also bizarre to have a band playing in a warehouse who can't get out of the warehouse even though they got into the warehouse. I was wondering that. Like, did someone lock them in or were they being called to a different door? Right. That, maybe that's it. Because I'm not sure why they can't say, oh, we're just going to go around the back. Yeah. You know, was there a gator waiting for them there? It is Florida. It was Florida, yeah. So, so I don't get it. But uh, either way, back to where we were. Don Barnes has left the band. He rejected this demo that was called... I never wanted anyone else but you. Right. And so the new guy comes in, Max Carl, who has his own sort of history, played in bands, and he's a keyboard guy. And he hears the song, he likes it, and he says, that guy in the song sounded like a real jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and then Carlisi says, yeah, but a lot of people have been through this and want forgiveness, prompting Carl's response, yeah, maybe the guy needs a second chance. And that led to a whole reworking of the lyric so that they could have the line a heart needs a second chance as its main hook line yeah and that's how max carl ended up being one of the songwriters on there yeah yep. and so the songwriters are difficult to pronounce because their names start to blend together so yeah. i'm gonna do my best here so we have jeff carlisi from the band and then we have a sort of session writer someone from la named cal curtis i couldn't find much about him online. Yeah. I was hoping to find an interview with him, but apparently this might have been a song he had mainly written and it got reworked and reworked again. And then Max Carl is listed as the third songwriter. Yeah. 
And Max Carl's the new singer who took over for Don Barnes. Yeah. And boy, his voice just works perfectly. Oh, with this song? Absolutely. This is a song where everything just comes together right. And it's important to note that Max Carl isn't thinking the guy's in the right. He already referred to him as a real jerk. Yeah. So this is something important to know. Like, we're not criticizing 38 Special for not getting it. They get it. Yeah. They're, They're telling a story of someone who's looking for a second chance. But yeah, you're absolutely right that it's a really sneaky, sneaky song. Yeah. Because when I I heard it on the radio when I was younger and everything, it's just like, yeah, you know, everyone deserves a second chance. You know, there's a redemption arc and all that other sort of fun stuff. But I didn't know it was, you know, infidelity. The guy cheated on, on his best girl. Yeah. It's not until we go through these lyrics, which we're about to do, that it takes on a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. So this song is is a complete departure from everything else that 38 Special was doing or does after this song, as far as I understand. I didn't go through their entire catalog. I went through a bunch today. It was, uh, I'm just going to say it's not my cup of tea. Gotcha. This type of song, though, absolutely is. But there seems to be a theme going on here. If you want your biggest hit, write a power ballad. That's right. We've talked about this for other songs, too. And so you might be the biggest rocking band. You might be so big, they call you Mr. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of callback there. Well done. A lot of a callback there. But you throw in that power ballad, you're filling those seats. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of dudes who want to throw their fists up in the air. Yeah, and rock out. But you get a little emotional. Get emotive. Yeah. Get sensitive. Then you're bringing all types of people out. Yeah. And then... You're going to get the hits. All right, let's work our way through these lyrics. Yes. Since you've been gone, I feel my life slipping away. I look to the sky and everything is turning gray. All I made was one mistake. How much more will I have to pay? Why can't you think it over? Why can't you forget about the past? So it starts off there with, like, I can get behind it. Since you've been gone, I feel my life slipping away. I look to the sky and everything's turning gray. That I get 100%. It's post-breakup. He's pining hard for the girl that he had but doesn't have anymore. That I get 100%. But then... Shift. Oh my goodness. This is this is a monumental shift. And I'm going to frame this shift by talking about a concept I learned from a friend who is a retired police officer and said, when you're doing an interrogation with a suspect, you do the following. You rationalize and minimize to get them to admit to what they did. So for example, if you say stole something from a convenience store, I would come in and say, okay, Frank, you're in here. You probably know why you're in here. 
And you'd say, I, I don't know. Like, hey, listen, man, I get it. I know what it's like. I've been to convenience stores. What's the big deal? You go in, you take a look, you see something you want. You see a chocolate bar. There's lots of chocolate bars. And you say to yourself, you know what? What's one chocolate bar? They, they didn't pay for this chocolate bar. The person there didn't pay for it. Maybe they did, but didn't pay a lot for it. There's a markup, and they made a lot of the markups. What's the big deal about taking one? I'll tell you. I took chocolate bars before. I mean, I didn't get caught, but hey, man, I know what it's like, and you got caught, and that's okay. Just admit it, and, that, and then we can go on there, but it's not that big a deal. And then yeah. you would say, yeah, okay, I took it, and like, that's, you know, what would they call it? That's a capital crime. You stole a chocolate bar. It's a robbery. I don't think it's that, but I, I can't. I don't have the words there. So this is what they do. And he said there's this one cop that was so good at it that people would watch and say, oh, I can't believe you got a confession out of them. And he said, yeah, yeah, thanks. And then the person said, I don't know who's more twisted, the guy who did the crime or you for what you admitted to. <laughs> so, so anyways... This song is about rationalizing and minimizing. Yeah. Even, and this is where it becomes troublesome. The guy wants forgiveness, but he is not totally admitting to the severity of the crimes he's committed against his lover. Yeah. So all I made was one mistake. How much more do I have to pay? It's like, why can't you think it over? Why can't you just forget about the past? And so he's putting it on... We'll say it's her, right? Yeah. He's putting it on her. Yeah. That she has to do this. So he said, all I did was this one thing. Yeah. Do I need to go to hell for eternity because I committed this one crime? Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Why can't you think it over? Why can't you forget it? Yeah. And so that's where it's... it all back oh, onto her, right? So I don't need to be a therapist to be able to say, hey, this sounds kind of toxic. And so the question, of it's course... It's gaslighting, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's... Uh, well, he's putting yeah. his uh, his mistakes back over onto her, just like you know, it's up to you to forgive forgive me, and, right? And for and forget about this, like that's on you. Well, yeah, this is becomes in a culture where forgiveness is not just a gift you give, but expected. Yeah, and if you don't give it, you're worse than the person who committed the crime. Which yeah, is such crazy <laughs> reasoning. Yeah, but you can see it in there, and so part of it is like I want to criticize the song. The other thing, though, is I want to kind of give credit to the songwriters for being able to capture the voice of somebody who doesn't understand what they did or who's even worse, does but doesn't care because they're manipulative. Yeah. And there's so much manipulation in this song that you don't catch it because that voice is so smooth. Oh, it's so smooth. So it leads to that incredible chorus. When love makes this sound, babe, a heart needs a second chance. Don't put me down, babe. Can't you see I love you? Since you've been gone, I've been in a trance. This heart needs a second chance. Don't say it's over. I just can't say goodbye. Yeah, and that's the part that I remember. I think I just remember choruses of songs. I think we're all the same. Everyone just knows this chorus, right? Where they're like, yeah, we need a second chance, right? Yeah. And we all need a second chance, but I don't think 
people listen to it and realize he's cheated on her. Yeah, no, exactly, right? I didn't know it till I listened to no. it this week. Like, <laughs> oh, I recommended this? Ooh, this is tough. Yeah. So there's reason enough for her. She has the right to put him down. Yeah. Right? So yeah, you can you put him like, down. No, not like, don't bring him to the vet. Yeah, I not, don't, You know, because then the vet would have to commit the crime. And then my friend, the retired cop, would come out of retirement to interrogate that vet. And that vet's not going to be able to get away with it. So it's not an old yeller situation. No, <laughs> no. But there are moments during the song where I kind of want to send him behind the barn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit violent. We're, uh, we're not the greatest Mennonites over here right now. No. I can't read this, though, without hearing other songs. Did you hear Kelly Clarkson jump out at you when you when I was reading it? No. no. As soon as I said, since you've been gone, I was going to okay. say, I can since breathe. Since you've been gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe that's a great response to this song. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think there could be a whole mixtape of responses to this. Unfortunately, I didn't make that for my mixtape. No, neither did I. However, perhaps a challenge to our listeners, do you have a great song that could be said by the um, wronged woman in this situation and how they could respond. Present us with your response mixtape. That sounds good. Okay. You can uh, check it in the Spotify question part or just send us a message via one of our socials. Or write me a letter. I like the letters. Don't say it's over. I just can't say And so he says, don't say it's over. I just can't say goodbye. There's something about that where he's holding on. And I wonder, I have written beside it, is she saying it's over and saying goodbye? And he's like desperately trying to call her back. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a desperation in in the chorus for sure. Even even in the verses. Oh, yeah. Because I, I haven't been in a, in a cheating situation that, I, that I'm aware of anyways, but... When you're trying to talk to someone and you're desperately trying to get them to see your point of view or rationalize why this relationship or whatever it is should remain and, st- and stay together, like I say all sorts of stuff. My mouth can't keep up with my mind because my mind is just like all over the place. Say this, say this, say this. And then uh, you just vomit out what you're, what you think you're trying to say, but you don't say what you think you're trying to say. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. So you sound like William H. Macy in Magnolia telling Brad how much he loves him. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'd be good to you, Brad. Uh, verse two highlights this sort of feeling of total emptiness, right? Yeah. So this is love, standing in the pouring rain. Also kind of nice to have we have another definition of love. Yeah. What is love? Standing in, in the pouring, pouring rain. rain. Well, they certainly go for the ultimate cliche. Yeah, is this, is, this is a movie trope. It right is, here. but it should be redemption, but he's just yep. being soaked. I fooled on you, but she never meant a thing. Whew. Yeah, I messed around, but she didn't mean anything. Like, I, I think that's even worse yeah, to say. I think that's a tough one. Yeah. I know I ain't got no right to ask you to sympathize, but why can't you think it over? Why can't you forget about the past? So this is love Standing in the pouring rain I pulled on you She never meant a thing And I know I ain't got no right To ask you to sympathize But why can't you 
So at least he acknowledges that he has no right to ask her to sympathize. That's right. So I can get behind that lyric. Yeah. So he's got that. So you have it earlier saying, I fooled on you, which is uh, an interesting way of saying, I fooled around. I yeah. fooled on you, but she never meant a thing. Which, of course, begs the question, why did you do it? Which is what she's going to ask him. And he's goes, and his response is, can you just forget it? No. We need to ask you why you cheated on her. Yeah. What was it? I mean, there's lots of answers, but has this guy agreed to go to therapy? I mean, it's 1989. Was he ashamed to do that? Oh, probably. Yeah. I want to go back to the, um, so this is love standing in the pouring rain. I immediately go to one of my favorite movies is High Fidelity with John Cusack. And there's a scene with, well, he's going through his top five all time like worst breakups and the one character charlie who's played by Catherine zeta jones uh, breaks up with him and he's outside her apartment and it's pouring rain and he's yelling at her just charlie you bitch let's talk about it but it just goes to that whole like you're just vomiting out what you think should be said, even though it's absolutely not what should be said. There's so many horrible scenes in movies with the rain. That one yeah. is not a horrible scene. That's great. I love that scene. All-time worst scene, though. I brought it up before. I'll bring it up again. Four weddings and a funeral. Oh, Eddie yeah. McDowell. Is it raining? I didn't know. Worst line yeah. ever. Best use of the rain redemption scene, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. Because he had to wash off all the sewage. Yeah. Okay. Is that what love is? Washing off sewage? That might be better than standing the point. Well, actually, in this case, that guy does need to wash off the sewage. That's true. Yeah. The sewage of his self-pity and his manipulation. <laughs> okay. So more manipulation, though. I know I don't have the right, or as he says, I ain't got no right to ask you to sympathize. Yeah. And then he uses... But, then, yeah, he, he, but as yeah. Pee Wee Herman says, everyone's got a big butt, and he brings his big old butt in there. <laughs> but... Why can't you think it over? Why can't you forget the past? Why are you putting it on her? Yeah. You should just lay out your cards and say, I made a mistake. Why did I make a mistake? Because I'm an idiot. Why am I an idiot? Because I'm an idiot. Yeah. You have no reason to take me back, but I'm here. And I will do anything I can to get you back. And I am willing to change. There it is. Did he say he's willing to change yet? No. No. Does he? Well, we're going to get there. But there's the sound that love makes, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's it's pouring rain. Okay. I think, if I read back into the lyrics. Yeah. Because he says, when love makes this sound, babe, a heart needs a second chance. Is it the sound of someone saying, please take me back? I miss you so much. What's your problem? Why can't you forget it? Yeah, what's wrong with you? And that is what he's saying. What's well, wrong yeah. with you? What's wrong with you? I'll tell you what's wrong with her. She <laughs> dated him. Like, she deserves better. So I the, feel like we're tapping into something here, Bill. I think we are. <laughs> Listen, to the person who this was written for, Frank Pearson has a pub in his backyard. He is ready. So we hit up a bridge 
There's a couple bridges I feel here. Well, there's a lot of like water in in Florida, so you need yeah. lots of bridges. And it's raining in the song. It's true. I mean, at the beginning when he said the sky was turning gray, yeah, he didn't realize it was pathetic fallacy and it was going to rain. Yeah, because he felt rainy on the inside. But I don't know what that means, pathetic fallacy. Oh, it means that your feelings are represented by the weather around you in a story or piece of fiction or poetry. So, for example, if you say, I feel happy, the sun is shining in the moment, or I feel angry, there's a tornado. So there's so much water imagery, it's raining outside, so clearly there's not just puddles but rivers flowing, so we need a bunch of bridges. Yes. First bridge, I never loved her. I never needed her. (laughs) She was willing. Oh, this is so bad. She was willing. And that's all there is to say. Don't forsake me. Please don't leave me now. We got to get back to this, Max Carl. She was willing, and that's all there is to say. Yeah. I think you have more you need to say. It's like, basically, you just define yourself as some sort of animal, perhaps a dog that's just looking for whatever it needs to get. That is the worst apology I've ever heard in my entire life. I never loved her. I never needed her. She was just there. That's all it was. She was just there, and the opportunity presented itself, so... I mean, I'd be stupid not to, right? Right. So he's, right? <laughs> he's asking for a second chance, but yeah. I want him to hear that he won't ever do it again. Yeah. And I'm not hearing that. Because if the defense is, I'm a dude, that's the worst defense. <laughs> I never Did I ever tell you this? I worked in the shoe store. Well, you told me that. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, let's try this again. So when I worked at a shoe store, I had these great coworkers, but every once in a while, there would be these like sort of interloper workers who would just show up for a couple weeks and then disappear. Yeah. And they brought in this one guy who is in his 50s, I think, and he's working at the shoe store. I think he might have been just doing this as like a retirement thing to just make some extra money. So we would be working together on like Friday night shifts and no manager was there. It was just him. And then you find out what they're really like because then they just sit up on the counter, put their feet up and just start telling you their life story. Yeah. And even worse telling you how you should live your life. And he started talking to me about what a man is and what a woman is. And he said, listen, men are naturally polygamous and women are monogamous. It's just how it is. And I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I've never said that to another person where it was actually, you know... um, Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Was he complaining about his fourth wife or... Well, that's it. He, He started listing all the people he was married to and then why it didn't work out. And it's just like, listen, you just need to not cheat on her. It seems like just a real basic thing to do. It's like, you can't help it. That's what guys do. I'm like, then we're doomed. Yeah. And how does this even work? Like, literally, how does this work? If all men are this way and all women are this way, then there's never going to be this sort of... These relationships will never work out. Yeah, exactly. So, Jeff, you're wrong, man. (laughs) I don't remember his name. It wasn't Jeff. And so they head back into saying a heart needs a second chance. And then one of the shortest instrumental interludes, I think, in a power ballad. Yeah. But I got to give the producer credit on the mark. Keep it short and just bring it back to what we want to hear, which is that chorus. Yeah. 
Who is the producer again? Uh, the producer is Rodney Mills. So the producer, Rodney Mills, made the right call. Because we're not here for this sort of guitar thing. We're here for those vocals with the guitar thing. Yeah. But it's those vocals. I will say, I do like that, the guitar, because it, it's, a, it's a thread that's moving through the whole song. And it, it does feel really nice. It's... There is some similarities to Chris Isaac's Wicked Games, like the the bend in the in the notes and everything. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I yeah. don't know. No, that's a fair statement. And maybe that's the sound that love makes. Maybe it but is. That, that could be it, right? It's the sort of cry. Yeah. And so this is the cry. And, and that's, that's kind of the feel that I get from it. It's a heartfelt wail. And you know... It might be fair to say or that some other sort of porpoise. <laughs> That's right. Let's just say a whale. Why are whales? Yeah, <laughs> we've never seen a whale before. I've seen a I've seen a heavy dog swim in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a difference. <laughs> So maybe even to be fair is that some men can't find the words, right? They don't know how to say things. Uh, That's me, yeah. Yeah, but but they should say that they made a mistake. Yeah, but they don't even have that. So this is somebody who's trying to say it. It sounds horrible. Maybe this is his heart's truth, but he doesn't have the vocabulary. Maybe he married a lit major and he was a uh, non-lit major. He wasn't lit. There's two types of people in the world, right, Bill? Lip majors and non-lip majors. <laughs> That's right. But he does eventually later on, he does say, please forgive me and forget it. I was wrong and I admit it. Please forgive me and forget it. I was wrong and I admit it. Why can't we talk it over? That's like a last ditch effort at the at the end of everything. After he's trying to put everything onto her, just like listen, I was wrong, and I admit it, but it's still on you. Yeah, because it does follow. I admit it, and you know things are troubling when anytime you admit something, but follow it with the following word, but. But yeah, and this is the sort of I'm sorry, but why can't we forget about it? Forget about the past. Yeah, and that's um, that part you're talking about is great. Because it leads to my favorite part of the song. I wrote down here on my lyric page, bros come in to help out. Yeah. This is the part where you have the backing vocals, the lead vocal, the guitar, everything is working together. It's perfect. Yeah. And you have them saying, a heart needs a second chance, and he's singing over it. It's so good. And after that, we get to the key change. Yes. Holy The cow. key change is so fantastic. Oh, man. And then it's that moment of like, well, okay, maybe she'd take him back. I don't know. I'm not sure how things will go. There are examples of relationships where they yeah. do work out. And forgiveness is possible. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But I think he's going about it just a little bit 
wrong with this song. But he sounds so good. Yeah. I think that if we could speak in key changes, I think there'd be a lot more resolution in the world. Does that make sense? Totally. You've seen the video? Yeah. I was amazed at the missed opportunity that the video was. Yeah, I think the video went for... Well, in black and white, which makes it artistic automatically. They're playing in a warehouse, kind of like they <laughs> did right. when Good they call. first started. But it looks like everything is made out of pallets and skids. But it's kind of shot in a way or presented in a way of a, an emotive, sensitive band singing their heart song. Yeah. And it's like, hey, here's the band in case you didn't know 38 Special. Yeah. We've been around for 15 years, but here's the band. Yeah. It felt like they're featuring all the members. And they all looked kind of weathered, yeah. even though they're most likely in their mid to late 30s. Well, they started in 74, right? right? So we so put them 15 at... 15 years. So if they yeah. were, if they started in their early 20s, I guess, yeah, yeah. like yeah. mid to late 30s. Yeah. So us here in our mid to probably late 40s. Yeah. By saying probably, I don't know why I'm saying that, but mid to late <laughs> 40s. Well, we, we don't have a, the road weariness on our faces. Yeah, I think they lived harder lives than we did. I think so. So that also makes sense for the nature of the song, that you could think of somebody who is a, in a traveling band making these sort of really bad mistakes. Yeah. And then looking for forgiveness. I'm not about to accuse them. I just think the character in the song, Max Carl hit the nail on the head, sounds like a real jerk. Okay. Do you have an idea for what a better video could be? I do. Okay. I do not. Okay. I think it should take place in a therapist's office <laughs> where the couple is there and the therapist is listening to the guy sing his heart song yeah. and he's got, or she's got her head in her hands, just oh, shaking she... her head. And so is he, the therapist. So, yeah, the therapist is the yeah. one with the face, you know, face palm yeah. while the guy's singing his heart truth. Yeah. The woman just, who's been jaded and hurt yeah. is looking really annoyed the therapist is giving up and the band is all there maybe even <laughs> smiling and playing their music it would be it would be really off-putting but it'd be really funny yeah and uh, that's what i would have liked to yeah see. no I, w I would like to see that video more so that also leads to a category okay hallmark movie yeah, this would be a tough one for a Hallmark movie. Is there cheating in Hallmark movies where the couple gets back together at the end? Mm, I don't know. I mean, seeing neither you nor I have ever watched a Hallmark movie, hmm, I don't imagine there is. However, if there's a movie where someone's cheated on and that person sings Second Chance, but she's going to get back together with the guy from her hometown. Yes. Who she lost. Yeah. In Vermont or wherever the small town is. Yeah. Are there small towns in Vermont? There's a so. ski village? Yeah. Oh, Apple a... farms and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Okay. Bernie Sanders, like, guest house. Bernie Sanders wouldn't have done this. No, no. This is a weird question, but this is this came up to me. And could Michael past... Bolton sing it? Yes, he could. He would absolutely... Yeah. Michael Bolton would do a fantastic version of this song. Yeah. Because I, I think he exudes emotion. 
Well, it definitely feels like in the How I'm Supposed to Live Without You vein. Yes. But also the power of the song is in so many subtleties and the voice sounding desperate but and pleading. As you see, he sounds pleading. Yeah. But it kind of fits within the music and just the overall. I mean, there's definitely synths going on here, I'm sure. Yeah. But I feel like Michael Bolton just couldn't hide in the background oh no no no! he's front and center on yeah this thing. he's the gatorade guy smashing through your screen right i think you're thinking the kool-aid guy oh yeah the yeah. no gatorade guy i don't think he's so. the gatorade guy pouring it over you the football coach <laughs> as who's won the he's big smashing game. through the screen that's right yeah yeah huh. yeah i don't know why i've been thinking about him as a gatorade guy for at least 10 years <laughs> <laughs> sorry i i completely sidetracked me yeah what part of the song brings you joy the song about <laughs> infidelity frank <laughs> i really love the heartfelt way it is sung and i've brought this up a couple of times already please forgive me and forget it i was wrong and i admit it yeah and it kind of slows down almost yes stopping. yes and then it brings into the part i love where all the guys come together to sing yeah. along with them yeah it's like come on they're gonna sing with yeah. it it's like, all my bros think it's it's cool what I did, that you, yeah. you should give me a second chance. Here's the guys who didn't stop me from making this horrible mistake. <laughs> so. They're at the bar cheering me on, even. Okay. I think you and I can agree that this can't be played at a wedding. No, no, no. Although I'd love to know if it ever was played yeah. at a wedding. <laughs> Where's the best place to hear this? At a therapist's office? Yeah, that's why I had a dentist office. Yeah. Because I think as you're getting your teeth cleaned, hearing yeah. this song can make you think about regret, maybe not yeah. flossing enough. All the second chances you have to yeah. floss and brush yeah. better. Yeah. As you're hoping that that cavity doesn't need to be filled yeah. or should be filled. Yeah. And uh, I got another question for you. Can this ever be a real guilt-free song because it's so guilty? That's a tough one. I mean, I loved this song until I read the lyrics. Yeah. And so there is an element of it that's relaxing, but when you yes. know what it's about, you have to feel this sort of sadness for him. Yeah. And maybe... Well, you feel sadness for the whole situation. I feel so much sadness for her. Yeah. And so there's some sympathy there, but it's hard to be in his shoes. Although there are people who've made mistakes and they've made amends, but to yeah. get there yeah. is a, a much longer journey than this guy's on right now. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, on, the, uh, he's on the short journey to Dumpstown. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We got some killer mixtapes going on today, don't we? Because this think so. brings up a whole lot of ideas. Yeah. What's uh what's the theme of yours? Mine is I think mine is infidelity. Okay. <laughs> and so the idea of people who've made mistakes and then are either trying to get back into the relationship from it or just admit it. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty long one. But I will go to the, uh, I will pare it down as I read it, and maybe I'll bring things up later. Yeah. First off, Careless Whisper by George Michael. <laughs> yes, it's please. so good. Now, to preface this, I played this song for my class. Before I played the song, Careless Whisper? No, or? I started with Second Chance. Yeah. But I played the mixtape that I made. Oh, okay. So I talked to them about Second Chance and said, hey, I'm doing this song. I on love that podcast. this is getting played in a math class. Yeah, I know. It was uh, <laughs> not my, you know, probably not my most professional moment where I started reading the lyric sheet and the kids were like, no way. Yeah. They should not get back together. This yeah. guy's bad. And they were just adamant. No way. 
So I played the song. Yeah. They didn't seem to really care for it. But when Careless Whisper came on, they were all in. Yeah. And Careless Whisper is such a perfect song about a guy who's made a mistake, almost certainly infidelity. Yeah. And he realizes nothing will be the same. And it's fair enough that this guy actually understands what's been done, that he can't forget about the past. Yeah. This is why the song is incredible and why we are going to be doing Careless well, Whisper. absolutely. It has to happen. After that, I have Chicago's Hard to Say, I'm Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. And then that one, there might have been something that went on, right? Lovers need a holiday from each other. What happened on the holiday? I don't know. But... Hard to say I'm sorry is important. He yes. doesn't know how to say it. He's trying to. By saying it's hard to say I'm sorry, he actually is saying he's sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's a bit passive aggressive. Yeah, it's a little backhanded, I find. Come on, Pizza Terra. Do better. Yeah. Be better. Next up, Backstreet Boys, Shape of My Heart. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. What a song. And it's all a song about admitting they're not the men they were supposed to be, but now they're ready. They admit to whatever it is they did, and it seems like putting it out there but now they're ready yeah again i don't know if it was infidelity because that wouldn't be easy to come back but from. still it's a mistake that's right okay now we're heading in some big ones here okay i know it's a long mixtape but i feel very proud of this one <laughs> the next one well, it's already fantastic thank you from the incredible album folklore taylor swift's betty okay now i don't think i know that oh one. man it's so good and it comes out of a sort of triptych of songs where you have a song called Cardigan, which is about... Oh, yeah. Oh, the, I know that one. Yeah. Okay. So she realizes that the guy she was with has sort of treated her like a cardigan and gone on to someone else. Then there's a song called August, which is about someone who's with someone who she knows is a fling and she knows the guy won't be with her. And then there's Betty, which is the song by the guy about the girl with the cardigan regretting about the girl who is in the August song. Do you it, see you following me? No, I think I'm in the Matrix right now. Yeah, well, it is so good. And this guy admits to what he's done. He also says it's probably because I'm 17 and I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I talked about this at length with my class. They were all <laughs> into the talking about Taylor Swift. How did the it math was so good. Go? I, I played this song as well. They were supposed to be doing their homework. May or may not have done it. Okay, so there's the Betty song. Incredible. I can't say enough about that's a song where the guy totally knows what he did. He's trying to get her back, but he doesn't try to say forget about the past. Then Beyonce's All Night from Lemonade, which is the album possibly of the 2010s. Should have won the Grammy. Shame on you, Grammys. This is the album. Doesn't matter what you gave it to. Lemonade is incredible. And All Night is about Beyonce forgiving Jay-Z for his infidelity. Yeah. It is a work of grace and forgiveness that can only come from the person who is wronged. It is so good. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> or I'm coming down with a fever. I'm not sure. Next, to end it all, Don Henley is the heart of the matter. Oh, and it almost made it onto mine. Oh, man. And so what is his theme? It's all over, but he recognizes that forgiveness is the answer in yeah. a graceless age. And so I've been hard on Don Henley because I think he's a misanthrope, and he is. But boy, he certainly nails the... Um, Heart of the matter. Oh, yeah. I couldn't say it better. Well, Don Henley said it, not me. Oh, uh, fair enough. Okay, on to you, because I have about 18 more songs. Yeah. But I'll come back to those later. <laughs> so I went basic second chance songs. So asking for a second chance or getting back together as a second, uh, second go round at things and everything. Let's Stay Together by Al Green. Wonderful. 
Open Arms by Journey. Baby Come Back, Player. That was on my mix, but I was put it? it down. Yeah, no, oh, that's, okay. that's a good one. Reunited, Peaches and Herb. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Never Gonna Let You Go, Sergio Mendez. Yes, I know that one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, Back for Good, Take That. Oh, my goodness. Which we did an episode yeah. on, which that was a lot of rain in that one. Yeah, they were being uh, washed of all the sewage of their lives. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to finish it off with Peebo Bryson's If Ever You're In My Arms Again. Oh, yeah. This time he'll hold her forever. Oh, such a good song. I was listening to it as I was making this mixtape, and I'm just like, oh, goosebumps. I'm singing it terribly along with, but... Oh, such a great song. All right. I got one for you just as an added bonus. Okay. The worst possible song about cheating on somebody, even worse than Second Chance for uh, for it. Because Second Chance is at least give me a second chance. A student actually recommended it, which I was shocked that he knew about it. And yep. I had thought about it too. What do you think is the worst song about cheating? Do you have one? Actually, I, I shouldn't be I asking I don't even this. know many okay. songs about cheating. That's how good you are as a person, Frank Pearson. It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. <laughs> it's so, Such that might be the worst song. thing ever. And then oh. when you read the lyrics, it's even worse. Yeah. So basically, instead of just admitting it, just tell her you didn't do it. Yeah. Even though she saw you. Yeah. Unreal. What a disgusting song. Shaggy, shame on you. Shame on you, Shaggy. Be better. Be better. So that was our exploration through 38 Special's Second Chance. Problematic song, but who are we to say when we've had problematic episodes on this podcast? And we thank you for listening to them and listening to this episode. We appreciate you, dear listener, for giving us a second chance.